Hey! Welcome to the B-Team Podcast. My name is Justin, and today I am joined by Milos. Shooters fool! <laughs> and we're back on track. And so now... Uh, I told you there was like a one, one-stop diversion. I just had to. You yep. know, being a huge Brian Adams fan, I did not see that scene coming from anywhere. And when he started playing, I just figured out once he started killing people, the music is going to stop. When mm-hmm. it just kept on going, it just kept on getting better. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is going to be... Uh, so this is our day 23 of uh, our advent calendar. Um, what we're referencing is a pod going to hear tomorrow, which is Violent Night. But today, um, we are talking about Deck the Halls um, with uh, Danny DeVito and uh, Ferris Bueller himself. Um, uh, oh, why am I spacing on his name? Um Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick, thank you. Uh, Ferris Bueller, Simba. Um, what the fucking Somebody. Anybody. Help. So this movie was released in... Um, what are we doing here? I'm trying to find Deck the Halls. And it keeps going to the Five. fucking... Five. keeps going to the song. Yeah, it keeps going to the song every time I Googled it. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, so it's uh from 2006. It was directed by John Whitesell, uh, which I have no idea what else he did. Um, it's from the name I, sounds you know. familiar, actually. Yeah. Huh. Um. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. He um he did uh Sea Spot Run. He did Malibu's Most Wanted. I love that movie. Um. He did Big Mama's House too. Um, Big Mamas, like Father Like Son, Thunderstruck, which was that um, Kevin Durant movie, and Holiday, uh, which I've never yeah. heard of. But, um, but Malibu's Most Wanted, that must be one of my favorite movies. I love, like, I quote that one all the time. Like, uh, you know, if this, if this is all real, then that means this gun is real. And if this gun is real, that means this is really going to hurt. And he shoots himself in the foot. And he's like, oh, it's real. It's real. And I'll just I'll just sit there. I'll just sit there and I'll just like when I'm sitting there doing nothing, I'll just be like, traffic, traffic, looking for my chapstick. There's a Ford Maverick. <laughs> and my dad. My I dad actually haven't it. seen that. I haven't haven't really? seen that a movie in ages. Oh. And my dad, my me and my dad always like uh like uh, quote the 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 guy there. He um, what's his face there? Um, uh, uh, the guy there. He's in uh the Santa Clauses. He's in this one. He pretends to have a British accent. Um, what's his face there? Uh, uh, uh Kumar. Uh, why am I spacing on his real name? He's in that movie. Hold on. Uh, Cal Penn. Um, oh, when he's, okay. he's he's like part of his like little group, and then and then he goes because uh, the girl the girl that's like in his group brought a musket, and he goes, "Is that the freaking musket?" <laughs> <laughs> and 
<laughs> we, <laughs> we say that all the time. <laughs> but anyway, all right. So we're not we're not potting uh, Malibu's most wanted. We're potting uh, uh, deck the halls. And so yeah, so this had uh, like we said, Danny DeVito, Matthew Broderick, uh, Kristen Davis, who was from um, Sex in the City, and Kristen Chenoweth, which I mostly know her as. Uh, Kelly Ripa's friend that always was on the Kelly and Brian show or whatever as a host because I didn't really watch anything else she was in. I think she did a lot of Broadway stuff. But, um, yeah, oh. anyway. So, uh, this movie takes place in Massachusetts. Um, and uh, Matthew Broderick plays a optometrist, which is an eye doctor, for those of you playing at home. Um, and so he is going through all of his family traditions for Christmas. And then all of a sudden, beginning of December, new neighbors move in next door. It's a car salesman, uh, Buddy Hall, who is played by, uh, Danny DeVito and his wife, who is played by Chenowitz and his two, two daughters. Yeah. Two daughters. That's all they have. Um, which, uh, exactly. yeah, Broderick's, Broderick's, uh, Broderick's, uh, son has a <laughs> major crush on him. But anyway, um, yeah. So basically what this movie does is, you wouldn't um, name you were him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they were probably my age at the time. So, well, our age was when I was that, yeah. that far. So, uh, yeah. anyway, um, blame the kid. yeah. Um, so anyway, so, uh, Basically, Danny DeVito's character, the whole time, you know, he's he's uh, selling cars at this car dealership. You find out that he's actually a pretty decent salesman. He uh, was able to sell the owner of the company a car at his own dealership for a sticker, for a sticker price. <laughs> and um, so, but he kind of falls by the wayside as a salesman because he finds his true calling in life. And he's never had really a calling or he's always started things and never finished them. Uh, but this time he's uh, he found out from his kids that this thing called My Earth, which you know is kind of like a Google Google Earth type of thing, and so he yeah. wants his house to be seen from space. So he's trying to put as many Christmas lights as possible on his house, so you can see it from space. And so in the meantime, while he's doing this, it's causing distractions for Matthew Broderick because. He's disrupting all of his family traditions, all of his things that he likes to do around Christmas. And he's also keeping them up with the lights being on 24-7 and causing a ruckus with everybody coming by to look at his house. Um, you know, antics and, happen. Uh, to make matters worse, uh, he also stealing their, his electricity. Yep, <laughs> Power yes, he is. <laughs> yep, he's running, he's running extension cords over to his house and plugging them in the side of the house. And um, you gotta love those outdoor outlets, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Just plug and, them in. And... Yeah. And uh, so yeah, so there are antics that happen. You know, Matthew Broderick. Uh, you know, that's going sledding in like a sleigh that has horses on them with like duct taped uh, antlers to make them look like reindeer. Um, uh, Devito, you know, basically steals a car and gives it to him as a gift and then you find out that he has to pay for it by the end of the day or he's going to be arrested 
Um, he chops down the the town Christmas tree and puts it in his house. Um, you know, they you know go back and forth, basically punking each other. And then um, at the end, the the families had enough, and so both wives and the kids all went to like a motel to you know spend Christmas. And so then they end up bonding together, and they end up having you know them come back to the house. They all spend Christmas together. And then the neighbors end up coming over and they help him put all the lights back on the house. And at the end, you end up seeing Buddy's house from space. So there you go. And then Buddy Hall and his family end up deciding they want to stay in there after moving around all the time. And so they're going to finally make this their home and they're going to live all happily ever after at the end. So there's my plot in a nutshell. Milos, what do you think of this movie? Well, as we said uh, prior to recording back in the green room when we were talking, uh, uh. kind of lost some of its luster. I don't think it's. I mean, it's still funny. It's still, you know, still funny. Still decent to watch. Uh, I don't have any like big complaints about it, but it's definitely more of a I would refer to as a background movie. Uh-huh. You put it in the background and you do something else. You know, it's not something that you really need to pay uh, any attention to in order to actually pick up what's going on in the movie. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't, I mean, when I first saw it, I wasn't really blown away by it and it never became something I watched every year. This has been the first time I've watched it in like a decade. Um, and like, you know, I was kind of like whatever about it. Like it didn't really wow me. It didn't really do anything. I mean, you know, I think I think everybody was kind of serviceable in their jobs. Like nobody did bad acting or anything like that. Um, also, I think the mayor in this movie was also in um, "I'll Be Home for Christmas" as the cop uh, from with the wife at the diner. But I'll have to look that up. Mm. But yeah, I was like, oh hey, there you go. Yeah, actually, I think he was. Yeah, I think you're and, right. Um, also, you know what's hilarious is that Suchin Park was in here from MTV, and that brought me that brought me immediately back. I was like, oh my god! Remember when MTV had VJs, and like, you know, they you used mean to when like, MTV played music. Yeah, and then had like those MTV news breaks or whatever, and then you had her, her, and you had uh, uh, Kurt Logan and uh, Sway before he came, became Sway in the morning on uh, Sirius. On Shade uh, 4 or 5, you know, went back when he was at MTV and stuff like that. I was like, oh, man, that was really bringing me back. But, uh, yeah, let me uh, let me take a look on here. Uh, while I'm looking at this, I forgot. I always forget this. Um, where did you first find this movie? Mm, I think it played on TV, actually. I, I don't think we ever actually rented it out on VHS. Anything like that, I think you just... Played on TV, had, you know, Matthew Broderick in it and the Vito back, you know, six, you know, yeah. Played on TV. Cast was interesting enough and, you know, I guess it was funny enough to actually pay attention to back then. And, uh, yeah, it's one of those things like the, the whole Danny DeVito trying to, you know, make his house visible from space. Uh, something that always stuck 
uh, with the movie was like one of those when he was trying to make uh, the Christmas lights big enough to be seen mm-hmm. from space. Yeah, so um, so I did look it up, and he actually was in um that he was in uh, I'll be home for Christmas. So that's our yeah, little connection the there. Yeah. yeah, and also I'm looking at his uh, I'm looking at his uh, filmography right now. He was also in Northern Exposure, which is one of your favorite shows, or you and Boris's favorite shows. There you go. He was in season three, episode eighteen. My mother, my sister. He played Kenny. Yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head. Whatever yeah. the hell that means. But yeah. So, yep, he was in that. and uh, You got to watch actually, the show. You got to watch the show, man. Yeah, he was actually in quite a few shows. He was in uh, Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place. Uh, that was a good show. Yeah. Um, he was in an episode of Jag. It was a little while that it lasted. Yeah. He's one of those guys that, like, play like episodes like here and there on shows um so he's kind of one of those faces that you recognize um from stuff yeah, just because he's in everything yeah um he's never really had more than like three or four episodes on anything really um yeah he never really like you know really lasted long on anything but anyway um yeah, so uh, yeah, I thought this was a this was a pretty fine movie. Uh, I'm looking at some of the um, uh, stuff here. Um, so I did want to look at the editing because this uh, Paul Hirsch, mm-hmm. who I think he's been on a few movies. Let me see what movies he did because that name looked familiar. Um, yeah, he did the editing on Carrie, uh, Star Wars. He did um, Empire Strikes Back, Blowout. He did uh, Footloose, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, um, Dutch. Uh, yeah, so I mean, this guy, Mission uh, Impossible, um, Mighty Joe Young, uh, Ray. Yeah, he did all those movies before this movie, which was crazy. A lot of those movies are like fantastic yeah, movies. Yeah, it's a lot of good movies. Yeah, and then afterwards he did. Uh, yeah, afterwards he did uh, Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol, and uh, yeah, the money. But hey, they can't all be good movies. But uh, we can't blame him though. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it definitely wasn't the editing in those movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then and then I thought it was funny is that uh, yeah, the the writers of it uh, there's not really much on them. Let me look at this one guy. Um, yeah, this other guy, Don Reimer, who has passed away, um, he's, he did, uh, some movies he did were, uh, Big Mama's House, The Santa Claus 2, um, Agent Cody Banks 2, um, The Honeymooners, and Surf's Up, are some of his, uh, I guess, big movies that he worked on as a, a writer. Yeah, they were all as, as a writer. Um. He did both Rio movies, and then it looks like uh, looks like Rio two and Fernand were uh, after his death. But um, yeah, so I mean, you know, not, nothing to write home about in terms of writing. It was basically just a movie that you know, 20th Century Fox just kind of 
wanted to put out there. I'm kind of surprised it's not on Disney Plus with it being a 20th Century Fox movie, but I don't know. Uh, let's look at this Mark Irwin. He looked familiar too when I was when I was going through it. Mark Irwin, the cinematographer. Um, that name stuck out to me. They did Scanners, um, Video Room, which are a lot of uh, Dead Zone which are a lot of ones that Josh and them all talk about, the Cronenberg movies, Fly. And so he uh, he did a lot of that. Oh, he did, he did RoboCop 2. Uh, D2, The Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Uh, oh, the, the Shaquille O'Neal classic, Steel. Oh. Uh, but he also did uh, Scream. Enough, I actually like that one. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. Uh, screen. I, I'm completely aware. I'm in the minority here. Mm-hmm. I actually like Steel. I think he has its moments. Yeah, that's like one of my worst comic book movies of all time. But uh, yeah, but yeah, he did because you view it as a comic book movie. I do not view it as a comic book movie. I view yeah, that as true. a Shaquille O'Neal movie, and I'm like, <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal movie. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah, actually, this guy's done a lot of movies as a cinematographer. I guess you always have to go in and just do, like, some fluff stuff. He did Scream, there's something about Mary, Ten Days Ahead by You. I know we're doing, a pod, and we're doing a pod about a movie, and we're going into what everybody else has been doing. Yeah, Besides this movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I just, that, I just that, noticed that, the names. just in trying to extend the runtime of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, well, you know, when there's, when there's nothing there, there's nothing there, you know what I mean? I mean, you know, what, what else are we going to do here, you know? Look what the, look what the composer did. Like, um, no, we have actually nothing to talk about here. Yeah, I mean, you know, that that's that's one of the problems with this movie is that it's just like, it's just very, like, bull, you know what I mean? Um, Didn't even make a lot of the... Holy shit, the budget for this movie was $51 million. That must have been oh. all the lights. <laughs> yeah, that was for the electric bill. <laughs> yeah. It's $51 million for that electric bill. And yeah, the electric bill is like, what? Yeah. This much? Yeah. That, you National, go on National, grid going, National Grid was going after him <laughs> for that electric bill <laughs> out in Easter PP Mass. But uh, yeah, no, the box yes, office the was only was just paying off uh, Broderick. It didn't, and, uh, it didn't even, uh, it, it didn't even make its budget back. It only made forty-seven million at the box office. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, movie that I guess never actually, actually uh, lived up to expectations, and the movie that didn't age well. Who knew? Yeah, and I mean, it was it was set in the U.S., but it was all pretty much shot in Canada, over in Vancouver. Um, it was originally supposed to be titled All Lit Up, which uh, I guess would have made more sense. I guess now if you call the movie All Lit Up, I guess you could, like, you know, do, like, double entendres on everything. But, um, yeah. Yeah, All Lit uh, Up would actually make more sense than the holes. Yeah. But I get, like, the problem were play on words, so I get it, but, yeah. Yeah. Deck the holes kind of uh, sounded more festive. Yikes, I kind of want to know what opened with this movie because the film grossed $12 million in its opening weekend and finished fourth at the box office. What four other movies wow. did better yeah, than this what movie? Four 
Hold on, I, I gotta I gotta look this up now on Box Office Mojo. Now this is interesting. Now 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 we're extending now we're now we're extending the podcast because now there's actually something involving this movie that interests me. Instead of just what everybody else was doing. Let's see. Deck the Halls came out. Oh, it made uh, 35 million domestic, 12 million worldwide, uh, 12 million international. I mean, interesting. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit! Came out. Uh, it came out Thanksgiving weekend that that year. Let's see. Does it have the? Does it have what came out that year? Uh oh, that's why. It was uh, Happy Feet, Casino Royale, Deja Vu, Borat. <laughs> oh, all of those actually yeah. make sense. Yeah, so all of those were there. I think the only ones that were new were Deja Vu and Deck the Holes. Also, uh, Santa Claus 3 was also out that, that year. Um, was out that weekend. Um, yeah, I can't. It's not... We do full week. Okay, here we go. Oh no, it's going all the way back to then. Never mind. I thought it was gonna do like a weekend thing. I don't know. This thing's not coming. But anyway, yeah, it came out. It was fifth for the day. Um, but I know it said the weekend. I'm trying to figure out which of the four were there for the weekend, but yeah, I don't think this is really working. As I'm trying to so you have this. some closing th- closing thoughts on this one, or you want to rattle off some more? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, my closing thought hey, dude, is basically this like, moment, 22 minutes. So, hey, oh, here part. we go, here we go. So yeah, so the four the four movies that came, the three movies that came out before it. Um, so Happy Feet was number one. Uh, Casino Royale was number two. Um, those were both already released, and Deja Vu, the uh, which actually I wasn't gonna watch this weekend, um, because my mom was talking about it. Um, that's the Denzel Washington movie. Um, that came out. Deja Vu was actually really good. Yeah, as as and then uh, it beat I'm a fan. it beat Borat and it beat uh the Santa Claus Three, the Escape Clause, which there you go. So yeah, 2006 wasn't the greatest for movies like. Um, I think I got into that argument once before with um, somebody, maybe Brendan or something. But yeah, like that that's kind of like a shitty area for movies, to be honest with you. It's like 05, 06, 07, 08. It's kind of like bad for music, bad for movies, bad for kind of everything. It's a weird time. Bad for sports, bad for basketball. Anyway, uh, closing thoughts, Milos. What do you think of Deck the Halls? I'm not sure. I'm never gonna see this movie again. Probably gonna be another decade or two. <laughs> I, I will on, say you, this. Come on, uh, you don't want to do a, both, a revisit both. next year? Should <laughs> just to see if it gets any better, and maybe you can do some more deep dives into what other people, what other stuff people in this movie did. <laughs> uh, I will say this: as far as the Broderick and uh, the Vito dynamic goes, they can both be actually very funny, but at times they're kind of mm-hmm. annoying. Yeah, I don't I think, think chemistry yeah, I think, I think... of playing off of each other really worked in this one, which is a shame because I mean, at this point, you kind of 
think both of them would be able to, you know, figure out the dynamic. Because when you look at the general, like, I don't know how long it takes to shoot a movie or whatever, you're working on it for a couple of months. Especially here, you're not working with green screens, you're not in the studio, you're actually on set somewhere. So it's like, you would kind of feel the chemistry or would develop to a point where you can actually enjoy working together and just find, like, I mean, but it's like, at times, they're just annoying. Uh-huh. It's like, this movie could have been better. I don't yeah, know, I mean, maybe, it, was thought, money, maybe it was the electricity bill, maybe somebody was grouping the young kids, you know? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought they their dynamic was all right. It kind of kind of seemed like at times like Matthew Broderick was kind of phoning it in a little bit. Kind of brought back his uh um brought back, I don't know, at times it was almost like I wonder if they wanted to make this like a like a Ferris Bueller like sequel almost because he kind of had like that um when it wasn't times where he was supposed to care about the holiday traditions, he almost had like that. I really don't give a shit attitude about like people and about like things or whatever. And he only really cared about what he was doing, which to be honest with you, I haven't seen like enough Matthew Broderick stuff to really see if that's the character he plays in every movie. But, um, that's what it reminded me of. Reminded me of initially was, um, you know, his, uh, you know, Ferris, because I mean that's the one that I watch all the time with him. So yeah, well that's that's who he is. But it's like when you look at him, uh, oh, man, and, and I, can't, Simba, I, can't, I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it was a Pain and Glory oh, or and, something oh, like that. War Games, War Games but, too was another one I watched. Well, yeah, all the time War with Games. Him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's a war one that he plays. I think it's Civil War. Him uh, and uh, Morgan Freeman, Pain and Gain. Um, or Pre Glory, I think it's called. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, I, I think really, I seen that once. Yeah, I think we saw that in in. Yeah, in he's really once. good in that one. So it's like his mm. his roles aren't really all, you know, Ferris Bueller-istic, if you want to call him mm. like that. So it's like he knows yeah. he has the acting chops. Mm. Uh, that's why it just feels like you said, phoned in at times, where it's like. The dynamic of Broderick and Danny DeVito could have and should have been something more. You know, it's it's a fun movie, but you know, it's like I said, it's you put it on in the background and you go to the kitchen and you bake some cookies, you know? Bring that, it to a party. You know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's like you just need something in the background they can pay. Mm-hmm minor attention to and like still get on you know because you can go to the bathroom in the middle of this and come back and still know exactly what you miss actually you i know? uh i went i went downstairs and changed over my laundry in the middle of this <laughs> there, there you go you probably didn't miss anything so. now i just want matthew broderick to come out and just be like cookie 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 starts with c Still, right. here? Yeah. <laughs> still, here? Still, still here? Yeah. Immortal words of Ferris You're still here? We're still here talking about this movie? <laughs> anyway, yeah, so you can see we're kind of having fun with this one. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, I think we're done with this one. Uh, yeah. Thank yeah. you guys for listening. Uh, hopefully, if you guys enjoyed it more than we did, uh, leave a comment somewhere. Um, and, uh, you know, 
let us know what other uh, uh, people that made the movie you want to hear about their filmographies. Maybe we'll do a Malibu's Most Wanted pod. Uh, that would be interesting. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, all right. Uh, anything to close out, Milos? Or are you good? No, I think uh, I think we're good. All right. Well, see you tomorrow, and thanks for listening.